It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Great to be with you on a Thursday on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, a lot to get to, including Adam Crowley, ESPN Pittsburgh. We're continuing our AFC North division preview. Yesterday, we had Lindsay on from Ravens Wire to talk about Baltimore. So if you missed that, check that out. It's a guest-heavy week. We had Joe Goodberry on on Tuesday for our really our Bengals training camp preview with him. And uh, today, Adam Crowley, ESPN Pittsburgh, let's bring him in. And I got to be honest, the Steelers are still the Steelers. And uh, I want to get the latest on them. But uh, first, Adam, I I appreciate the time. As always, we've talked uh, multiple times before. By the way, Adam's on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Uh, as far as Le'Veon Bell and this whole situation goes, how big of a deal is it that the Steelers weren't able to reach a long-term contract with Bell? There's this notion in Pittsburgh by the fan base that maybe the Steelers dodged a bullet here. I think some of the media would agree with that. I'm not in that camp whatsoever. I think the best thing that could have happened for both parties is that that deal got signed, the first reported deal with the $33 million guaranteed, $70 million over five years. I think Le'Veon Bell is that important to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And while I understand Steelers fans look at the next highest paid running back getting $8.25 million, and they say $14 million is way too much to pay for a running back, I don't look at Le'Veon Bell as a running back. I look at him as a valuable member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you have to pay $14 million to return 30% of your offense from each of the last couple of years, uh, I think you do it. And obviously, he didn't agree. He wanted maybe upwards of $17 million this season. We'll see what he gets on the open market. But uh, mixed feelings up here in Pittsburgh. From a Bengals perspective, I look at it and I think, well, Ben's getting older. Antonio Brown's 30, and he's still the best receiver in the league. But a year from now, if Bell's not there, Ben will be a little bit older. So will Brown how is this the last year of that window being open for the Steelers? I know it sounds crazy, especially in a wide open AFC uh, conference, but but overall, it seems like without Bell, I don't know what this Steelers offense will be. Couldn't agree more. I think it is a pressure cooker now here in the Steel City. I think Mike Tomlin's under a lot of pressure. I think both Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown are under pressure to try to get this thing done in the final year of Le'Veon Bell. The defense we keep hearing year after year that they're going to be better, and it's always kind of like next year in Jerusalem. Never do they actually achieve what we think that they're going to achieve on that side of the ball. So I couldn't agree more. I think that the offensive line, while productive, while good, uh, showed some cracks last year, and we saw Marcus Gilbert miss 10 games, the right tackle with injuries. Uh, They're only getting older. I think there are far too many question marks on that defensive side, as I already mentioned, and if the offense gets even incrementally worse, and the defense doesn't live up to what are probably too high expectations, then after this year, you're really in trouble. 
Adam Crowley, ESPN Pittsburgh with us. I haven't been able to keep tabs on all things Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason, Adam. What have the Steelers done this offseason to get better, and what are your thoughts on their moves? Well, they brought in uh, Morgan Burnett, and they brought in John Bostic. Burnett, safety. I think that they'll start him at free safety uh, coming over from the Green Bay Packers. I don't think that his skill set, though, uh, is suited to play that position any longer in his career, so I think he does wind up being eventually the strong safety with Sean Davis flipping over uh, to the other side. Uh, and then as far as the linebacker core, they bring in, as I mentioned, John Bostic, a player who has been productive when healthy, uh, is a little bit of a higher pedigree guy, and they needed somebody to come in and replace Ryan Shazier with everything that's going on there. That being said, he didn't get any of the snaps on the first-team defense at all in OTAs or in minicamp. Those snaps went to Tyler Matikiewicz, who a couple of years ago was a seventh-round pick out of Temple, I don't get that. Apart from Keith Butler, the Steelers' defensive coordinator, saying the Steelers need to be better against the run, uh, I don't think he adds anything else in the passing game. And maybe the game plan is to utilize uh, Matikiewicz uh, on first and second down, and then on third down maybe you bring in an extra safety because they do have a plethora of them. Uh, One of them, of course, being Terrell Edmonds, who they took in the first round uh, of the draft. Uh, Of course, the Steelers also in the draft. Uh, went out, and they got the wide receiver, James Washington, from Oklahoma State, who Mm -hmm. I like, but he's not the tallest guy. He's not the fastest guy, so I have some questions about whether or not he can uh, replicate the production of Martavis Bryant. And then they go out and they get Mason Rudolph, who perhaps could be the heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger. Certainly worth a shot uh, with the loss of Martavis Bryant. That was the pick that they got. I don't mind them making that move, but it definitely does not help them this year. Adam Crowley, ESPN Pittsburgh, is with us. So the general feeling, at least the feeling I have about the Steelers, I expect them to win the AFC North. I think that uh, they're certainly the best team, best roster in the division. After that, it's can you get over the hump against the Patriots? I, I have to ask you, I know it's very general, but as of now, do you have a good feeling about the Steelers and their chances to get to the Super Bowl this year? I don't. I actually think the Steelers are going to take a little step back from last year. And not only do the Patriots always give them problems, but they got spanked twice by Jacksonville. They won eight games last year that were one-score games, and they lost two. So that's eight up, two down in one-score games when most teams are hovering around 500. Uh, We saw Oakland a couple of years ago have a similar stat line, and then last year they fell back to earth. The Steelers aren't the Raiders. Uh, They've had a history of success and they've had a history of success lately. Uh, But I do think that they will take a slight step back. I don't see them as a bye team in the AFC. I think the Chargers take a step forward. I think Jacksonville's right there. I think New England, well, I know New England's going to do what New England does. So I think they win the AFC North, but I don't think they're a bye team, and I think they probably get bounced before a lot of Steelers fans would be happy. We'll get back to my interview with Adam Crowley, ESPN Pittsburgh, in just a second. But first, this episode is sponsored by Core Essentials. That's K. O-R-E. Core Essentials makes the best belt you'll ever own. I'm not kidding. I love my Core Essentials belts. I have two of them. What makes them so awesome? There's no belt holes. They have a hidden track on the inside, over 40 size points to choose from. You ever wonder why your pants slip and turn that waistline into a gut? Every day as you work, you walk, you eat, you play, your waist size fluctuates in and out. Just a little at a time. Core track belts adjust to match your waist exactly. Each point on the core track belt is just a quarter inch apart. That small, 
simple innovation gets you a precise, steady, and comfortable fit every time you put it on. They're really nice, classy belts. I've worn them on TV. I've worn them to parties. I've worn them to weddings. A full line of fashion belts. They include a uh, classic double, spit, uh, double stitch with full grain leather. They got smooth belts with no stitching. They have gun belts if you're a concealed carry uh, if you have your concealed carry, they also offer a stylish assortment of different buckle faces, different things you want. Heck, they even have wallets. Their wallet is sweet as well. Core men's belts carry a 30-day money-back guarantee and a full one-year warranty against all defects, unusual wear, or breakage, so you can feel confident when you shop and know that you're covered. But I'm telling you now, you're going to love it and you're going to want to get rid of all of your other belt. Visit coreessentials.com to learn more and get your own core track belt to see firsthand why it's the best belt you'll ever own. Seriously, once you go core track, you'll never go back. Yes, I came up with that myself. And we've got a special offer just for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Save 10% off your order when you use our code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. That's core with a K, coreessentials.com. Use the code Locked On to save 10% off your order. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Adam Crowley, ESPN Pittsburgh with us. Follow him on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. As far as, and I always think that this is interesting, what do you think about the rest of the division? Just a, a quick rundown from a Steelers perspective, a Pittsburgh perspective. What do you think about what Cleveland's done and Baltimore's done this offseason along with the Bengals? Yeah, I actually like the Bengals a little bit uh, more than I like the other two teams, but I think that the division overall is going to be a little bit more challenging this year for Pittsburgh uh, than it was last year, even though there are, of course, some games that were competitive between the squads. I think Cleveland's a team that's primed to win four or five games as opposed to the none that they won last year. That's a game I have circled uh, that kind of worries me a little bit on the Steelers' schedule. It's the first game of the season in Cleveland, just like last year, and the Steelers pulled it out by the skin of their teeth. Uh, I think that uh, the Bengals are going to be okay, and the Ravens, I think maybe if there is one team that takes a step back, it might be them, but that defense in their special teams is going to keep them around. Mm -hmm. uh, if they can get some of the luck Pittsburgh did last year in winning those close games, maybe they're a fringe playoff team too. But uh, I think Cincinnati and uh, Baltimore are going to be right around that 7-8, maybe even 9 win, win mark. Yeah, I think it's, it's crazy because I've just looking, and, and I don't put Cleveland in this, but if you told me Baltimore or, or the Bengals, either one made the playoffs, especially the wild card, I'd believe it. And there's this cluster of teams behind Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and, and New England. And even Jacksonville, I, I've seen uh, today Pete Prisco said they could go undefeated based on their uh, their schedule <laughs> that they have and all this stuff. It's Blake Bortles. Like, would it shock you if Blake Bortles went 8-8 eight eight with a good roster? It wouldn't shock me. Uh, so, so, like, really there's only two teams, and then there's a, a bunch of these just average to slightly above average teams that are going to battle it out for four playoff spots. I might be missing somewhat, maybe Indianapolis, I guess, because of Andrew Luck coming back, but who knows with him. I think it's still, if, if I'm Pittsburgh or I'm New England, and both teams might take a step back this year, I'm still feeling really good about my Super Bowl chances. 
Yeah, uh, I am. If I'm New England, if I'm the Steelers, <laughs> I still think I've got a really good shot. But hey, we're all pessimistic here in Pittsburgh when it comes to the Steelers and the Patriots uh, and the recent playoff flameouts for the Steelers. But I, I do think you're right, and I, I do think you could say that maybe Pittsburgh takes a slight step back. New England does take a slight step back. Jacksonville with Blake Bortles. I mean, it's not a good conference. It's just, it's just not. And that's one of the reasons why Steelers fans are so perturbed that yeah, you got to get over that New England hump, but. Everyone's got their flaws, uh, and of course the Steelers uh, do too, but whenever you've got Ben and Bell and Brown and that offensive line, you should be able to get things done. One team that I do think could surprise is maybe Houston uh, with the quarterback coming back and then with J.J. Watt. Uh, I think that they could maybe do something. That defense was still pretty good last year. I do. Th- I think Kansas City is going to take a step back. Their rush defense was atrocious last year. Now they're coming with a second-year quarterback uh, in Pat Mahomes. Uh, it might be tough watching. Uh, in the AFC this year. No question about that, James. How are people feeling? And I saw this today. Uh, I forget where it was. It was James Harrison on TV, though. James Harrison <laughs> says basically that Bill Belichick uh, is is just more disciplined than Mike Tomlin. And I know Mike Tomlin's taking his fair share of heat. How are people in Pittsburgh looking at Mike Tomlin? How do they feel about the Steelers coach right now? Well, I'm happy that you brought that up because I haven't seen that yet. So now I'm jammed up because that's a little extra fodder for the show. Maybe the whole damn show. I think it was on Undisputed. I I wasn't watching it. It was just a a quick Twitter link, and it had a quote. So Beautiful. Well, I'm clicking on that when I get to work. (laughs) Uh, I I think that most people in Pittsburgh agree with that. Uh, Mike Mitchell uh, was barking at the locker room last year of the Jacksonville Jags prior to the game, and that got the Jags all fired up. He was also looking ahead. Uh, to New England prior to that football game. Uh, Whoopsies, uh, Mike Tomlin himself was looking ahead to New England uh, before the Steelers played the Green Bay Packers. He talked to Tony Dungy. Uh, Antonio Brown flips Gatorade coolers over, and he is filming the locker room on Facebook Live following the Steelers' victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. I think there's a lot of things that Steelers fans could point to and say, yeah, uh, the Steelers don't have it all locked down. Uh, that being said, Bill Belichick's teams have had their flaws, too. He's made his mistakes. I don't think he's Jesus the way that some other people do, uh, although he is maybe the best coach uh, of all time. Um, but I think Mike Tom did a pretty good job of actually managing all those personalities. Uh, they still went 13-3 and despite all that nonsense, and I think that says something to the kind of coach maybe you have to be uh, in today's day and age. You have to be able to deal with all those personalities, and I don't know if there's another personality as big as uh, Antonio Brown's in the National Football League, although I think Ben Roethlisberger secretly can give him a run for his money with some <laughs> of the stuff that comes out of his mouth. Yeah, like Mike Tom, when I, I see people, and I get it, in the moment it, it, you complain or you have gripes about a coach, I, we have gripes here about Marvin Lewis, okay? <laughs> he seems like he's going to be here forever, and anytime Mike Tomlin gets brought <laughs> up, I'm like, you guys should fire him so then the Bengals can pick him up. So if you guys ever yeah. want to get rid of Tomlin... I'm totally on board. And, and I get he might not win a Super Bowl in Cincinnati, but I think he's a better coach than Marvin Lewis. Yeah, I'm a big Mike Tomlin guy. Uh, there's a lot of people in town that say, hey, this is about to be 10 years if they don't win one this year where they don't win a championship, and that's far too long. Okay, maybe, but you're also in the same conference as the New England Patriots, and you're in the same conference as Peyton Manning and blah, 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 blah. It's mm-hmm. not as easy to win a championship as people make it out to be, and if the Patriots are in the AFC Championship game every year, and they are, uh, you're not going to win the majority of those. doesn't mean you can't sneak up and bite them once in a while, but uh, I do think that Mike Tomlin gets 
unfairly criticized in this town. He's Adam Crowley. Make sure you listen to him on ESPN Pittsburgh on Twitter at uh, at underscore Adam Crowley. Uh, Where else? And I'm sure I know you're doing a ton of stuff. Where else can our listeners find you, Adam? Well, uh, I'm doing a column now on the Pittsburgh City Paper. Uh, That just started a couple days ago. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, Try to get the writing chops in a little bit. (laughs) And then on ESPNPGH.com. We'll be up at training camp uh, every single day starting next week. So uh, if you want to holler for some Steelers talk, uh, I'll be more than happy to uh, talk to you because at least you'll be a welcome face and voice uh, because I'll be seeing the same damn people every day. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll probably bother you. Is Le'Veon Bell there yet? Is Bell there yet? And you, we'll just put you on Le'Veon Bell watch. Yeah, the answer will just be no every day. <laughs> That's right. Adam, I appreciate the time, man. Take care. Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. Good stuff there from Adam Crowley on tomorrow's podcast. Jeff Lloyd joins us. Locked on Browns host. To me, they're the most interesting team in the AFC North. From Baker Mayfield to Jarvis Landry to Josh Gordon to Hugh Jackson, they got so many different interesting things. I'm going to watch Hard Knocks. Can't wait to talk to Jeff tomorrow. We will talk all things Browns. I'll ask him if he's on board with the whole Corey Coleman trade thing that I brought up in the past. We'll see. Thank you so much for listening today on Twitter at James Arpin at Locked on Bengals. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, subscribe to iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. Remember, this podcast and LockedOnBengals.com is the place to be for Bengals training camp. Have a great night. Be back tomorrow on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.